Hey guys, welcome back. Preview Alliance podcast. This is Sarah. And Whitney. We're so glad you're with us today. So today, since school is starting back, we thought, you know, what's better to kind of talk about um, childcare and navigating it. Yes. And it can be super complicated and very intricate, very frustrating. Um, So Sarah, do you want to share your story? Yes. And we'll dive deeper into the nitty gritty of all of that. So as you guys know, I have an older son, Will. He -hmm. just turned four. We were at a church um, preschool daycare. In um, Alabama. In Alabama and in the Birmingham area. And we had noticed some behavior changes in Will. Some words that he was saying that we don't say in our household. Mm -hmm. Some more behaviors. Um, and I was, you know, your mommy flag kind of goes, huh, what this, your radar was picking up. I was like, this is, you know, you cannot control who your children are going to be around, right? When they're in, um, school, when they're Mm -hmm. in, who's in their daycare class, preschool class, you know, and each children bring different things from their homes. So I, you know, part of me is like, maybe it could be one family says this, we don't, whatever. Yeah. Went to go, um, pick up and drop off a couple of days and notice there were some much older kids in his classroom. Okay. How much older? Seven to 16 year olds. All in like one All big one class. And they're not separated. They're not separated. And one teacher is watching. So I asked and I said, why are they basically teenagers yeah. in my son's three-year-old class at the time? I told it was a summer camp that they were having staffing issues and that it was only for a short period of time. Went to the director, went to assistant director, expressed a inappropriate. Yeah. Highly inappropriate. They just those age ranges should not mix and it's a safety no. issue on so many ways. And yeah. it's it's not like a three year old's brain and a twelve year old brain versus a six year old brain should not be mixing up. No, there. not at all. So thought that was kind of handled. A week had passed. I had not seen it. Okay. Go to pick up Will. I'm looking out for him on this playground, yeah. and I see a bunch of big kids, little kids, and I'm like, I have baby James in my arms, and I'm searching because I'm just feeling like, why can I not easily identify where the three-year-old class is? Yeah. As I locate Will with my eyes, I see he was 12 years old, I found out, slam him, body ground, to the ground, just slam him. Will gets a busted lip. I lose my mind. Not even, go, not so. even going to pretend. Lost no. my mind. Um, starting to, you know, yelled stop so the kid would stop hurting yeah. Will. Then had to find, I was like, where's the teacher? Yeah. Two teachers come up. I wasn't watching them. I wasn't watching them. And I'm like, so who That's is? That's inexcusable. Who is? I don't, you know, and if you're out mm, here, I expect mm, you to have responsibility. Absolutely. Again, lost my mind. Yeah. Pulled him. And then filed a complaint against um, the center to state. Appropriate, so, yes. What I did not know a lot of this and I talked to Whitney about this and Whitney yeah. has a great background that she knows a lot about child care facilities that mm-hmm. I didn't know and I feel like this is why we want to tell you guys absolutely is so they were um exempt mm-hmm. so they what that means is that they didn't have to play by the rules that the licensed um, facilities are held to by state yes so when we talk about a facility we're talking about a standalone daycare slash preschool facility that is not an in-home service, nor is it affiliated with a church. Because in the state of Alabama, if you are a home daycare or preschool service or a church daycare or preschool service, 
you do not have to get credentialed and accredited through DHR, which is our version of CPS, Child Protective Services. Mm-hmm. And you do not have the health department to come in because these child care facilities have kitchens. The health department comes in, all the things. So that also means that these teachers don't have to have a background check. They don't have to have a drug screen. Legally, they do not if they work in a home daycare or a church daycare. Now, can home and church daycares opt in for that? Absolutely, they yes. can. Legally, they don't have to. So, and this is for the state of Alabama. I don't know about other states. So forgive me for that because I don't know what it yeah. is in other states. I would not be shocked if other states kind of follow suit because it's easy. Yeah. Let's just keep it real. It's easy. And so mamas, especially if you are in the Alabama area, I would highly encourage you to look at a standalone daycare preschool facility that is not home-based or church-based unless you are a member of a church and you know what your church requires of itself and of its teachers. And the only reason I know that information is, number one, being a social worker. Because I've done some time with DHR, I've had to go into child care facilities while doing foster care and things like that. So I was aware of it. But then when we were um, pregnant with my oldest daughter and we were calling different daycare facilities in the area, the one that we ended up going with, she told me on the phone, she goes, here, even if you don't go with us, this is what you need to look for in a daycare facility. Yeah. You need to make sure that they are DHR accredited and credentialed. You need to know that not only are they getting a drug screen through the state, but that the facility is also requiring a drug screen. Yeah. Because the facility can require a drug screen at any point in time. Yeah. Just like any other employer. So like a hospital, for example, can say, right. you're acting like you're under the influence. Boom, you need to go to employee health and go get a drug screen. Right. Child care facilities can hold that same standard. And at least the one that we utilize for our children, they have to do yearly drug screens. Yeah. I don't know if they have to do yearly background checks, but you have to do a background check to begin employment with them. I think I was I was reading. So once this happened, I went on of like, let me, I need down to educate. But yeah, I went down this hole because I was like, how did I not know this? Mm-hmm. Um, it was word of mouth. I found this daycare at the church. Mm-hmm. Everybody had great experiences and we had a really great experience yeah. for one year. It was the second year there, things mm-hmm. turned. And so I guess I just went off. Yeah. We were new to the area, but it, they have to require one every five years. Okay. So I did figure that out. And it's supposed to be everybody that's going to be around your child from janitor yeah. to director. Agreed. Mm-hmm. And one thing that I, I know I have friends in different states that have great church preschools, mm-hmm. but what they have done, and I've talked to them about this, they've asked. Do you guys do background checks? Absolutely. They ask, do you follow state regulations, even though they don't have to, yeah. when we're talking about sanitary practices, we're talking yeah. about safety plans, yes. we're talking about background checks, mm-hmm. drug testing. We're, as weird as it sounds, like tornado drills, yes. fire drills, things like that. Do you have a, you know, if a, a lockdown procedure, yep. how is their check-in and check-out process? Mm-hmm. Who is allowed your ch- around your child? Yep. 
if they're at the church, they let church members come and go, and do they interact with your child? Exactly. Or is that in a separate location? Exactly. So everybody, every state's different. So this is what we're telling you guys. And what you can do, we'll link it in the show notes, but there's the National Database of Child Care Licensing Regulations. We'll put the website on our podcast notes Mm -hmm. you guys can go and you can look for your state and read about this and click on if it's alabama learn what's licensed learn what's not you can look up to see if there's any um cases filed that's a good one so that's important so need to say okay if there is a child abuse neglect Mm -hmm. lawsuits sids issues sids issues especially if you have babies how are they sleeping where do Mm -hmm. they sleep um how often do they change their diapers yes how do they prepare and keep the formula or breast milk? Mm-hmm. All these questions when you're going to a child care facility, even yeah. if it's in home and you're choosing that, yeah. you're the mom. You get to ask these questions. Oh, absolutely. You will never be wrong to ask. Oh, no, not And at if all. they are hesitant to tell you, mm-hmm. red flag. You want transparency. Mm-hmm. Look at the ratios to child and teacher. Usually yeah. those are state-driven, but again, Agreed. not if you're exempt. You can kind of fudge it. And that's where I learned with this incident is that they really could mix the children. I was Mm -hmm. told that they could mix the children because they were exempt. So a 16-year-old, a 12-year-old, a 9-year-old can be of my 3-year-old. That this teacher-to-staff ratios, they did not have to abide by. So very disheartening for me that Will experiences. He's fine. He's okay. Um, But I just feel like moms just kind of we trust a lot. And in this day and age, we we can't. So follow your guts. I would say mm-hmm. drop off and pick up if you can at different times occasionally. Yes. Um, show up. Just unannounced. Unannounced. Check it out. Especially if you're debating between maybe two. You do want to do an unannounced tour or drop in. And they should be fine with that. And I, again, I come back to the facility that we ultimately. Our daughters is because, oh, you don't need to tell us when you're coming. She goes, think about it like this. When you have company coming over, what do you do in preparation? You prepare you yourself. Clean. Yeah. You're on best behavior. Yeah. You clean. You make sure everything looks the way yeah. you want it to look. She goes, I really want you to, number one, drop in, you know, during our busiest drop off and pickup times. Yeah. So you kind of see what that flow looks like. She goes, but I also want you to just drop in unannounced. Transparency. They should not be hiding. They should not be hiding anything from you. That's your child. Well, and I'll tell you this. One of my very good friends, her daughter, who was in elementary school, okay, the after school care program at her elementary school, first grader last year, so seven years old. Same thing as Will. They did not separate the ages. So you have this first grader who's in the after-school care program, fifth grader, and she watched him form tackle her. And when she brought it up to the, they were not actually teachers. Let me just say that, okay? I use this word a little bit loosely here because they were not actually teachers. Within My friend told me that they were elderly ladies who just volunteered. Okay. Okay. So when I say the word teacher in this example, they were not teachers with these schools. They were just teachers in the after-school school care setting. And when my friend brought it up to the teachers in the after-school care setting, they said, oh, well, you know, boys will just be boys. And he must just have a little crush on her. Appropriate. I'm sorry. Very inappropriate for you to have your fifth grader 
who's 10 or 11. Tackle. Tackle a seven-year-old girl. This is not WWE. Our children are not signed up for this. highly inappropriate. And so she was telling me about it. And I said, you need to go to the principal. Mm Mm-hmm. And so she did, and, you know, I have no idea if those ladies are still the volunteers there, but she said after that, she said that they enforced separating the grades. So it's like, you know, kindergarten and first graders together. I can be okay we with that. We can see that. Second and third, you know, fourth and fifth. Like, I can understand you grouping two of the closest grades together. Right. Sim- similar ages. Ages, developmental levels. Agreed. We get that. Yeah, that I can make my peace with, but my kindergartner, because I have a kindergartner now. Yeah. She had better not be in the same gymnasium as a fifth grader. And just allowed to do whatever. Exactly. So moms, follow your guts. Mm-hmm. You're not wrong on this. No. We know our babies. We know it's safe. Intuition. Please look, listen, ask. Mm-hmm. Keep those three things in your mind. Yeah. Look. What how do the children yeah. do that? Are they crying? Some kids are going to cry. Okay. Yeah. We're get that. But Some like, kids are criers. Are they constantly crying? How are the staff and speaking to the kids? I was about to say, how does the staff respond to the crying? Do they get on their level? Do they make eye contact? Or are they screaming? How's their tone? Do If you can see how they serve meals, everything, how they're going to communicate to you is very important mm-hmm. too. You know, a lot of times it's like these apps and, you know, they'll give you pictures throughout the day. Yeah. Some facilities even have video camera. You can check in. Yeah. Um, you're never wrong in asking more. Oh, agree. And please just check, even if they're exempt, mm-hmm. ask them for their policies. Ask them in what contract you're, you're going to sign. You're never wrong. Ask questions to have any instincts that, hey, something's wrong or why is my kid acting this way or I, Something's no- up. I noticed a bruise there, go to them, immediately ask, document as much as you can. Absolutely. And always turn, you can turn to your local and state, like in Alabama, yeah. it's DHR. Mm-hmm. Um, but please, we'll again, link all these awesome websites yes. to check. Um, but just know that you're the mom, you know what's best, mm-hmm. advocate for your child and um, we wish you luck on this. We're, right. we're figuring it out just as much as you guys and are. And here's the thing. Even if, let's just say your child is in a non-exempt setting and you file a report with DHR, just because they are non-exempt or that they are exempt, I'm sorry, doesn't mean DHR can't investigate. Because and they, they did. Can. They went to Will's school. Mm-hmm. And she have, followed up. Because it's a child abuse mm-hmm. neglect case. It is. And I was, you know, we're not there. Mm-hmm. But for those other children that are there, Absolutely. and I did share my experience with other parents, mm-hmm. and I recognize it's very difficult to find childcare right now. Location, cost, wait list, wait list. Um, so moms, hours, we get it. Yeah, but we're just informing you how to best research. Absolutely. So if you guys that way you can weigh your pros and cons. What motherhood is is your it's cons- a risk versus benefit Always. all the time. Yes. Okay, guys, we appreciate you. Till next time. Y'all have a good one. Bye. Bye. Maternal mental health is as important as physical health. The Previan Lions podcast was created for and by moms dealing with postpartum depression and all its variables like anxiety, anger, and even apathy. Hosted by CEO, founder, Sarah Parkhurst, and licensed clinical social worker, Whitney Gay, each episode focused on specific issues relevant to pregnancy and postpartum. Join us and hear how other moms have overcome mental health challenges as well as access tips and suggestions on dealing with your own challenges as moms. 
You can also browse our podcast library and listen to previous episodes at any time. Please know you're not alone on this journey. We're here to help. 